Devil's Productions presents The Great Deep. episode number 47 of The Great Deep. My name is Ryan Calder, your host for the show, and this series runs parallel to the music of The Great Deep album and explores a bit deeper some of the issues and ideas in themes from the music. So my upbringing in music was in the KwaZulu-Natal Midlands of South Africa. The area itself has produced a number of international acts across different genres. It's as if there's something in the water there. And while those big names um, have given the rest of us locals something to be really proud of, I have loved reflecting on the community that's made up of musicians and music lovers and what it's meant to me and what it's meant to everybody else. And if you spend any amount of time in the KZN Midlands between 1980 and 2022, you would have heard of the name Barry Mankies. Barry was many things to many people. In the music world, he played bass for a number of bands, uh, including the Hairy-Legged Lentil Eaters and the Splayed Ferrets. And he owned a recording studio in his house. And in the latter years of his life, after an accident that put him in a wheelchair, he reinvented himself as the manager of a local music shop, Marshall Music, in the Midlands. I met Barry when I was 13 years old. His son and I were at school together and I was playing music with him in their home studio when one afternoon the door opened and the captain poked his head in. Grunge, he exclaimed as he recognized our effort at a Nirvana cover. He was nursing his go-to beverage on a Friday afternoon and I immediately likened him to some sort of mischievous pirate. He looked older than the other dads in our year group. He was bald, tanned and he was fronted with this awesome pirate-like goatee. I stood up from behind the drum kit to greet him and introduce myself, but he was less interested in my youthful diffidence and more interested in what he had heard. He looked at his son and he said, try stepping the lick to the G sharp in the middle of that line. And uh, he hummed it and mimicked it with his hands. That will link in with this drum beat. And then he looked at me and he said, do you like hard rock? Yes, sir. I said, I was a little bit unsure of how, um, he would react to my answer because most adults at that stage in my life would usually go down the road of in my day music was better kind of thing and Barry didn't miss a beat excuse the pun hit those pigskins a little bit harder he encouraged we want to hear the ring of the toms and the snare with music like this and I nearly fell over a dad who understood his kids' music. I mean, what a find. 
and I was instantly drawn to him. It was about a year later that Barry's wife died, and all I recall at the age of 14 was walking to school one day, and Jason, his son, was sitting quietly at the back of the classroom, being consoled by some of our other friends, and I asked someone else in the class, what's wrong? And they told me that his mom was murdered over the weekend. And that was my first encounter with the reality of violent South African crime. And at the tender young age of 14, I remember thinking, what will become of these men, this father and son, and how will they react to this incident? Well, it was years later that I found myself back in Barry's studio with our youth group band called Pulse. It was my first stint in a recording studio and the first time I had seen Barry since all those years before. And would you know, he was still smiling and full of quips. And I have no doubt that he carried a lot, but it certainly didn't reflect in the actions and the way he lived his life. And as I think back on it now, he was incredibly gracious and kind to us young whippersnappers, as everyone else who knew him will attest him to be. He had a deep sense of humanity that was not immediately apparent to me, but became more obvious over the years. In my own life, he was an incredibly encouraging and insightful bouncing board and full of wisdom if you ask the right questions. Barry and I would cross paths often in the ensuing years and as I endeavoured to make my way as a travelling minstrel around the Midlands, on many occasions I would bump into him at festivals or combined shows and we would have a fat chat about the state of the nation, about the state of music and about the state of ourselves. And he was always interested in me uh, like he was in everyone around him and he was always encouraging of whatever I wanted to do. I sent out an invitation to some of those in the Kazanian Midlands music scene to ask if they'd like to share a story or two about what they remember of Barry. And here's what they had to say. As I said, he took over managing martial music and um, that's where I would see him often. He had gathered around him a, an assortment of young and very gifted musicians. One of them is my friend Skippy. Who fronts the store there and this is what Skip had to say. Yeah I mean what can I say about Barry? Uh, working under him has been quite an experience and that's just putting it lightly. Um, the lessons that I received from him, the influence that I've received from him. I mean I remember when I first met him I really met him, but yeah, somewhat introduced. I was still starting out under the shop. It was still with the old owner, and he was still, this was probably a year, no, maybe this was probably yeah, a year and a bit before his accident. And um, we were talking about something, and I saw he gave his opinion, and it, it, it he was very, very grumpy. <laughs> And he was not very happy about it. I think we're talking about something political or something like that. But um, 
yeah, he gave his two cents and he he was not happy. And I didn't know who he was, but I just thought he was like just a grumpy guy. A couple years later, there he was uh, in the transition. Uh, it turns out that I'm going to be working for this guy as well. <laughs> but um, over the years, uh, yeah, Barry has had a massive influence on all our lives. Uh, obviously at work, I even remember this one time, we were all a bunch of crazies in the shop. Um, and Paul, uh, his former partner said, you know, we all a bunch of crazy people. I think Barry's the only one who's got it. Who, who, he's the most sane person in the shop right now. Everyone else is a bunch of crazy people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's always been, I mean, there, there's a, I know everyone has a reason as to why they called him the captain, but in in my personal opinion he was definitely the captain for other things he was definitely uh a staunch leader a staunch commander he knew what to say when to say it how to say it he never held back uh what was on his mind he was always honest even if you didn't want to hear what he had to say and he always gave the best advice. Um, he always, yeah, he always gave the best advice and he always tried to make plans for, for a person. If certain people couldn't do stuff, he always tried to find a way for them. Um, and it, it is needed, you know, in, a, in an environment where everyone is, a, everyone in a certain situation would, would be going crazy about certain things you know he needed that person to just keep stern keep, hold fast you know hold be that anchor that that still holds everything together well barry was the same outside the workplace one of the popular musical gatherings in the midlands is called myth or music in the hills which runs at the knoll in hilton and my friend and founder of the organization charles webster uh, had this to say about Barry. Probably my favorite memory of Barry is him selling me a 12-string blonde Takamini guitar. I had asked Barry for several months to keep an eye out. He knew I was looking for a 12-string. And one day I walked into the shop and he beckoned me over, motioned me from his wheelchair, said, Hey, Charles, come on. You've got to come hear this guitar and you know 12 strings can be difficult things they're a bit tetchy the action can be high difficult to play and as i sat down to play this 12 string i knew i was going to have to make that call to tara and my wife to say hey babe um you know uh i know i've got a lot of guitars but uh there's this 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 new this new one that barry's introduced me to and of course uh, the guitar is sitting on my wall here looking back at me as I say this. And that was Barry. He was always remembering other people, thoughtful towards them, considerate of them, empathetic, friendly, kind, caring. And it's that's what made him special. That's why when we decided to have the tribute concert for Barry, even before the concert, thousands were raised. Uh, people just loved Barry. He was that guy who could listen without judgment and give advice without strings and he would uh, 
he would bring you into his latest conspiracy theory. He had this inquiring mind. Uh, and he wasn't a nut job. I mean, he he didn't think that the moon landing was faked or anything like that. But he'd draw people in, whether it was a, a YouTube video of Carol King, some geopolitical news event. Uh, he'd, he'd call you over and say, hey, you have to see this. You have to read this. Uh, and that's who Barry was, and that's why everybody loved him. Another musical stalwart of the Midlands is another friend of mine, singer, an MC and a radio personality, Mr. Martin Godfrey, and he echoes some of the same similar sentiments. In early 2009, Barry phoned me and said to me, would I like to come for a social evening with the band This Blade Ferrets up in Maryvale? So I said, of course, yeah, lovely. I mean, I'm a singer. I'd love to go and do that. We drove up to Maryvale, myself, Chris Palfram, the drummer, and Barry, got to Jimmy's house and went into his garage, and the gear was all set up, and it actually turned out to be something of an audition stroke band practice. And even though I was full of flu, I got the gig. So I was then the lead vocalist thereafter for the Ferrets, who went on to be a very successful local classic rock band and pretty much sought after. The thing with Barry in a band was he always believed that the drums and the bass were the engine room. And if that was solid, then the rest of the band would, would fit around it. And that's how the Ferrets worked. And Barry was very particular about how things were done and very particular how the sound should be. And he was a very, very good sound engineer. I mean, people have been into his studio and been recorded for time immemorial. Um, Barry is just so good at doing that kind of thing. Um, he also liberally used the F word, which was part and parcel of his vocabulary, but it was never malice. It was always just part of how he was. And you could always go to Barry with a question, with a query. He knew so much about so many things. You could go to his house um, anytime. You didn't have to have an appointment. You could go there and you would be invited in. You could have a, a drink with him and his lovely wife, Les. And there was never any ceremony. If you got too drunk, you could stay over. And that was just Barry. He was just one of those one in a million people who everybody liked. He didn't have any enemies. And he just gave and gave and gave to the local community, music-wise. He was just one of those nice people. And I'm going to miss him. So as you can hear, and I'm sure everyone else will tell you this as well, we have yet to hear anyone speak badly of Barry Mankies. And I find that's the real measure of a man, is once you're gone, what do people say about you? In 2011, I was heading to Barcelona. Barry and I were chatting, and he offered some sage advice. He said, you pronounce it gracias in the Catalonian towns, he said, and gave the explanation. I looked at him and I thought, gosh, and I asked him, how do you know this stuff? And he smiled, his eyes twinkling mischievously. I thought he'd say from traveling as a pirate and drinking rum, but I never actually found out. But all I know is that knowing stuff seemed to be Barry's gift.
Well, thanks to everyone who contributed to this episode of the podcast. And if you liked it, if you have a story yourself, please feel free to chip in in the comments um, below and uh, share your story of the incredible Barry Mankies and uh, his legacy amongst the relationships that he had of people in the KZN Midlands and beyond. That's it for this episode of the podcast. And um, if you need to get in touch with us, all the links are there, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And remember, until next time, keep pondering the great deep. Mm-hmm.